the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Two, hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. Glad to have you along. We'll take a break from the East Palestine train derailment. I want to talk about something now that's uh, cultural, culturally significant and applicable to uh, many of us here in central Ohio, uh, particularly if you have daughters, which I do, uh, if you care about young women, which uh, everyone should. Uh, study released by the CDC, Rochelle Walensky, so uh, keep wearing masks no matter what. Study released by the CDC. I'll just read it to you right from CNN so you know I'm not stacking the deck reading it to you from the Daily Wire. From CNN, teen girls in the United States experienced record high levels of violence, sadness, and suicide risk in recent years amid significant and heartbreaking declines in youth health and well-being overall, according to data published Monday by the CDC. Now, the uh, Youth Risk Behavior Survey responses were collected in the fall of 2021. So basically right at the end of COVID, okay? Uh, offering the first look at trends since the start of the pandemic. And here is a quote from one of the CDC eggheads named Kathleen Ethier. Many measures were moving in the wrong direction before the pandemic. These data show the mental health crisis among young people continues. The findings are alarming. What are the findings? The findings are that um, 40% of high school students said that feelings of sadness or hopelessness prevented them from engaging in their regular activities for at least two weeks of the year in 2021. Most teen girls, 57%, 6 out of 10, 3 out of 5, felt persistently sad or hopeless in 2021. That rate was double the rate for teen boys. Nearly one in three teen girls seriously considered attempting suicide. And both rates increased dramatically over the past decade, according to the CDC. Okay, so we have a hopelessness, a building hopelessness, a multiplying hopelessness, depression, anxiety, suicidal ideation among our teens. Why? Okay, certainly the pandemic, you shut people up, don't let them go outside, tell them that there's a germ lurking outside that's going to kill them if they don't wear a mask, got to get a jab, whatever. That's got to be part of it. But I think it's much bigger than that. And I think it is something that hopefully will embolden you to continue to be vigilant in standing against the things that are causing this. And here's the really dangerous part. <clears throat> the things that are causing this, in my opinion, are the things that they tell you will fix it. The things that they tell you will fix it have caused it and will cause it to get worse. Let me read you a couple lines from how they say this problem will go away or diminish. From National PTA President Anna King, schools are on the front lines of the mental health crisis. 
and they must be equipped with the proven tools that help students thrive. Among these tools are training for staff to recognize and manage mental health challenges, counseling and mentorship programs, and others that encourage connection and intervention. So I would submit to you that the reason why these problems have proliferated is because we have seen over the past decade, certainly over the last five years, and definitely ramp up since COVID, the effort to sneak into and defend, once it's into curriculum, the idea that, let's count them up, America's a very terrible place, founded with very terrible principles. You are born oppressed or an oppressor, and there's nothing you can do to change it. In fact, you might have been born the wrong sex. You might need to reorder your sex. You might need to take drugs that will chemically alter your DNA. You might need to chop off healthy body parts that just didn't one day grow out of your skin in perfect formation to where you look like you'll look when you're fully mature. No, it's a little bit awkward right now, so just cut it off and be done with it. And the PTA president and lots of behavioral health (laughs) experts will tell you that you need to give them more control over your kids, more license to discuss kids' mental health issues with them. Parents need to be divorced from that process, eliminated from that process, kept out of that process. Meanwhile, the people who are stewarding this decline in mental health public school teachers, the administrators, and the behavioral health experts say, give us more control and we'll fix it. No, I will not give you more control and expect you to fix it. What I will do is I will advocate every single day for taking all that authority away from you, pushing back against that authority, and exposing you when you exercise that authority. That is what I will do. Now, We see this play out more places than just our schools, right? Yesterday, there was this video circulating online of, apparently, she's a person of some degree of fame. Chelsea Handler, I've heard the name. I don't know what she's famous for. She might have the Burt Convy effect going. She's famous for being famous. Apparently, she was like some kind of a comedian. I watched her video. I didn't find it funny. I found it depressing. I found it exceedingly depressing. Here's a 47-year-old woman who made a video on Valentine's Day about how great her life is. Why? Because she doesn't have children. Oh, I can go to Paris and virtual reality and I can sleep in and I can eat marijuana uh, gummies and all that because I don't have to get up and take my kids to school. And I don't. That was the thrust of the video. She has no responsibility. She is footloose, fancy free. She can wear goofy shoes. She can do anything she wants to do during the day because she doesn't have children. Why doesn't she have children? Well, she's aborted three of her kids. Okay. So I would submit to you that it's ironic to me that on Valentine's Day, a day when the culture conditions us to focus on, do we have a significant other of the opposite sex who loves us, makes us feel loved, who we cherish and who cherishes us? That is what Valentine's Day is all about. They love to get in your pocket and make you spend as much money as you can possibly spend to commemorate Valentine's Day. So it's curious to me that on Valentine's Day, Chelsea Handler makes a video about how great her life is when she doesn't have the one thing that you get as a result of 
having somebody that you're engaged with in a long-term, faithful, monogamous relationship. You don't have children. You don't have children. Children are a lot of work. Children are a challenge. Children can make you tear your hair out or cry or both. But they are also the thing that lends the most joy and fulfillment to your life. They just are. And for people who deny that fact, and for people who take their angst and anger and resentment and emptiness over the lack of children in their life and then try to co-opt our children away from us and teach them the values of people who do not love them, do not provide for them. Those people are evil people. They are twisted people. They are demonic, demented, wicked people. And they would campaign for more control over the people that the data shows they are damaging. They're not helping these kids by cramming their decidedly liberal Marxist socialist influences down their throat. I told you yesterday, Vivek Ramaswamy is considering a run for president. I think he probably will run. In a completely what appears to be unrelated interview yesterday on Fox Business, Vivek Ramaswamy hit upon why our kids are feeling this degree of emptiness in their life at this particular point in time. And and the opportunity that I see is really one to revive a shared national identity that we are missing. My generation is so hungry for purpose and meaning right now, yet we've given up on faith and patriotism and hard work and family. That's what creates this black hole of a void that allows wokeism and transgenderism and climatism to fill the void. And though even folks like myself bluntly have spent a lot of time complaining about those things, I now want to look in the mirror and ask myself, how can we go upstream and solve the problem? And I think the right answer is to fill that void with the vision of American national identity that runs so deep that it dilutes this woke agenda to irrelevance. That's right. Amen. To get back to a time where young people aspire to a life that includes a long-term relationship, a long-term successful monogamous relationship with someone of the opposite sex. To get back to a time where patriotism is seen as a good thing, where service to country is seen as a good thing. To get back to a time where aspiring to not only get married, but to get married and to raise a family and to impart to that family values of faith and service. That is the cure for the issues outlined in this CDC study of the desperation building among young people. The answer is not to give the people who have caused this problem more leeway to solve the problem, because they won't. They'll make it worse. Oh, the uh, choices are in for your Columbus mayoral race coming up in the fall. I'm going to skip right to the fall election because there are only two candidates who met the Signature verification standard. Uh, Of course, one is a handy Andy always golfing at OSU Ginther. 
And the other is a gentleman I do not know by the name of Joe Modell. Uh, we'll get to Joe's strategy for governing in a second. Uh, but uh, it's pretty clear that the city that stinks of Democrats is going to continue to stink of Democrats going forward because we had very few city council members who will face even an opponent in the election. Shannon Harden running unopposed, President Pro Tem Rob Dorans running unopposed, Shayla Favor, she's a wokester, Lords Barrasso D. Padilla, also a wokester. So not going to change. Nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to get any better. Uh, the mayor has $800,000 of campaign cash on which he stands. Uh, Mr. Modell is going to run a much leaner campaign, but says, as all candidates who don't have $800,000 say, that money will not make the difference in the campaign. I bet it will, Joe. Just saying, if you can win, I'll be impressed, but I don't anticipate it. And I would also say I don't look forward to Joe Modell winning. I don't look forward to Andrew Ginther winning. Uh, This is a game that uh, I wish no one could win. Why am I uh, anti-Mr. Modell? Well, listen to what he wants to do. He plans to campaign, according to the dispatch, on increasing public and local private funding for affordable housing. Okay, you want to do private funding for that? Fine. I don't want taxpayer dollars going for affordable housing because affordable housing often becomes a tenement, and we don't need more tenements in the city of Columbus. Mr. Modell wants to eliminate tax breaks to developments in economically healthy parts of town. Uh, if so, guess what will happen to those economically healthy parts, uh, parts of town? They will cease to be economically healthy parts of town. And he wants to move away from short-term homeless shelters in favor of longer-term villages. Yay, Joe Modell, bringing Chaz Chop to a neighborhood near you. Uh, a long-term homeless village. I'm guessing that Upper Arlington will not be presenting a proposal to Mr. Modell to locate that at the Five Points intersection. Doubtful. Doubtful. Uh, It's outside the city of Columbus anyway. But, no, I don't think a long-term homeless village is going to garner too many votes. So Mr. Modell is uh, woker than Andrew Ginther, but it's interesting. Uh, What is Andrew Ginther campaigning on? He says... I am focused on building on the progress we've made as a city and ensuring our city shares in the growing opportunities we're creating together. There, did you enjoy that Andrew Ginther word salad? He says, to get there, we must continue to improve neighborhood safety. Hmm. Continue. To improve neighborhood safety. Is neighborhood safety continuing to improve? Is it improving at all? Well, it's unfortunate that on the same day Andrew Ginther makes this inane statement in the Columbus Dispatch, WSYX Channel 6 runs a story where the headline is about the ripple effect of deadly youth violence in the city of Columbus. Whoops. And here is a quote from a gentleman by the name of Marlon Gary, who is a Columbus funeral director. He says, it can be difficult how many times you stand there at the casket and you sit there with the family and you're saying to yourself, this could be my child. This could be my son, my daughter. We're sitting here making arrangements for. 
I sympathize with those families. I feel their pain and their hurt. There's so many people that are impacted by that loss. The victim, they may have children who now don't have a father, a parent who no longer has a son or daughter. But even the perpetrator, once he is apprehended and convicted, that's another family that does not have a father, a child, or a sibling. They, sibling, they act on impulse, and they don't think out the consequences of who's going to be affected by this action. That is right. Do we have any numbers on the number of kids, 18 or younger, who have been shot and killed in the city of Columbus during the administration of Andrew Ginther? Why, yes, we do. Thank you, WSYX Channel 6. From 2020 to 2022, 74 kids age 18 or younger have been murdered in the city of Columbus. 74 kids in, let's do some math, shall we? 24 months. 74 kids in 24 months. That's three a month. That's one about every week for a solid two years. And Andrew Ginther says, we're going to continue to improve neighborhood safety. I would say neighborhood safety is not improving at all. Maybe you say we could start implementing a modicum of neighborhood safety. That would be accurate. Continue neighborhood safety? Not so much. Oh, look at this. Look who spoke up in this article on Channel 6. uh, Denigrating what Andrew Ginther said in his announcement press conference. Columbus Police Chief Elaine Bryant quoted saying, We're talking about 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15-year-olds. We have to figure out what happened. We have got to get to the root of this problem. Well, maybe electing a Republican mayor would be a start. Of course, that's impossible because one doesn't run because, of course, no one in Columbus can possibly get elected with an R in front of their name because people continue to vote for policies that do not work. They continue to vote for policies that have destroyed their neighborhoods. They continue to vote for politicians who say things that sound great, We're all for continuing to improve neighborhood safety, except that we don't have any neighborhood safety. We have have no neighborhood safety. We don't have safety in the areas where we've never had safety, inner city neighborhoods, poverty-wracked neighborhoods, but we don't have safety at places where we we previously had safety. It used to be safe to go to Bicentennial Park. wasn't safe for Olivia Kurtz on the night she was there. Dancing, celebrating with her twin sister and friends when she got gunned down. A squirt gun party on the east side at a park. Was that safe in the past? Yeah, probably. Not for Micaiah Bryant. Or excuse me, not for Mackenzie Ridley. That wasn't safe for Mackenzie Ridley when she was there celebrating with her friends. Was it safe for Kevin Sobnoski to stop and get gas at the Sheets gas station out by the airport at 2 in the morning after a Halloween party with his friends on the campus at Ohio State? No, it wasn't safe for him either. So... Uh, Andy, you got to polish your message on continuing to improve neighborhood safety. And I, if I were you, I'd walk down the hall and I'd talk to Chief Bryant and I'd tell her to uh, 86 the listing of 11, 12, 13, 14, and 15-year-olds who are getting murdered on your watch. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. And I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.